Welcome to the Draft Recap Show for the 2021 Arrowhead League. This is the 10th season of the Arrowhead League. Last year's champ left, and we have a new member this year, Jason Hayes. Everyone else is back as well, um, and everybody and everybody's ready to be crowned the new Arrowhead League champion. We want to have a repeat champion, as like I said, uh, we uh, last year's champ decided to move on to bigger and better things. So uh, um, he's gone. New guys in. But only one of you can be crowned. I haven't won it yet. I'm still working for that. But uh, this is the tenth year, so who knows? Um, only time's gonna, only time will tell. So uh, with that said, let's let's kind of dive into the draft recap. Every year we do a redraw um, for the draft order, and we kind of set out some cards and uh, do a random draw with that. We kind of go in reverse order of how everybody finished, but that doesn't necessarily it just d- depends on what kind of card you get. And this year, with the first overall pick, goes to the two-time champ, Mickey McCann. <laughs> yeah, Mickey got the top pick. Uh, going, uh, Coming off a championship appearance, uh, going for a third title last year, didn't quite get there, ends up with a really great spot on the top. Then after him, Neil finally got a top pick, uh, Fumble Ruski team up there for the second pick um so the draft order ended up uh joe you ended up in the spot just like i had predicted after we'd been talking for a while leading up to the draft but third uh you had juggernauts the smiths uh then joe slotting in there for perfect spot (laughs) actually ended up working out pretty well uh uh then following joe up uh lj was fifth uh 15, uh, what's his, he's changed his team name now, but, uh, uh, Hawkins six, uh, Wallace at the seven spot moose at eight. Right. Yep. Yep. Then we had the new guy, uh, now McLaurin team McLaurin, uh, there at nine. I had a horrible spot. <laughs> Tenth. Uh, I think, I, I think I turned it out, turned it out. All right, though. Uh, we're going to go through that. We'll go through each of the picks here and then rounding out the first round, uh, Cole and Sean Diamond Club and Casey Mater. So we that was the order, uh, and we we got a few hints going in that uh, that top pick wasn't quite going uh, wasn't going to maybe go the way of uh, the experts uh, there. We had a uh, I guess a I guess you could call it not too unexpected really in the Kansas City area, but Pat Mahomes number one pick. Yeah, he uh, um, Mickey kind of threw us a curveball there because, like we were talking before the draft even started, and and who was going to pick where, um, like you said, I was going to probably be in that four or five range because then I was going to have the, the the big decision on whether or not I was going to take Mahomes because I was really going to weigh it at that point um, after the big, you know, the big three running backs are off the board. Yep, he was um, going to you were you were going to take him. I think that was going to be the pick there. Uh, he wouldn't yeah. have gone past four. No, I, 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 he wouldn't. Have. I mean, I, I, I've discussed. Well, I'll discuss this last year about how I probably never would have Mahomes on any of my teams because I wouldn't take a quarterback that high. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna do it at, at some point, you know, while he's young and still putting up gaudy numbers. I mean, and and Mickey did it last year. Mickey took him in the first round, and I think it was like pick ten 
or mm-hmm. somewhere, around, somewhere at the end of the first round. Mickey yep. took a quarterback in the first round, and he made it to the championship. Oh, a yeah, he can do it. It can be reasons, done for sure. I mean, it, it can be done. And um, I, I kind of adjusted my strategy this year going into the draft, um, as well as you did, because we did a lot of talking about that, about yep. how we've kind of just been – dropping the ball on so many things. And, and I mean, we can get into that. It could be a whole show, you know, a whole other yeah, time. But, um, definitely adjustments for sure. Yeah, there was definitely adjustments. We ta- and we've you, been you talking about look that at the board last year to this board and you can just look at it and tell that me and, and Dan made huge adjustments in, in, in our draft strategy there. But uh, uh, yeah, Mahomes goes first. I mean, not a, I mean, that's kind of a shocker, but like I said, we are in, Deep in Kansas City territory here, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, I, I had actually, I had said months ago that I bet that he would go number one, and yeah, you've been on that it, train since day one. As it got closer, I thought it wasn't going to happen, but it did ended up happening. But I called that a long time ago, That's and funny. it all was going to predicate on who got the first pick too. You know, and that's true. Uh, yeah, if it had been Mickey, me, I wouldn't have. Mickey would, you know, I would have. Probably, I, I mean, I don't know if I would have at one, but. Um, it would have been hard to pass up McCaffrey, but then again, I uh, once you get on that clock and the time's ticking, it's uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's huge he, time, yeah. And for a player like that, you know, he's not going to make it back around to you, yeah. And going one overall, you got to wait for so long to pick again, and all the RB's gone, all the top wide receivers are gone, you know, tight ends, the Kelsey's gone, so uh. So right off the bat, he had a little bit of a shift, but then McCaffrey, he didn't slide far. He goes second to Neil. Um, pretty, I mean, that's a steal, honestly. I mean, a gift. I that's a gift to real. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to get McCaffrey at two, I mean, when he's yeah. going one in every single league, probably known to man, you know, I mean. You had to trickle uh, down really the steal, whole way steal. here uh, because of that, because then it, it did fall in line a little bit, but um, – just gives you a little bit earlier pick in the second round when you get a player like McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook who went third to uh, Juggernauts. Yeah, and just staying following the board there, it, it, you know McCaffrey then Cook. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else they would have considered there, but then at four, I kind of go off script, and uh, probably a lot of people would have took Kamara there. I mean, I had Kamara in this league last year. Yeah, um, I kind of want to do something a little bit two, different. I think. Yeah, and um, there's a, there's you know if if Drew Brees is still in in the Saints, yeah, you know, I I think I would feel a lot more comfortable. But with Jameis, I I don't know, and really they have no other receivers. So now you know with Michael Thomas out for a while, and I mean he barely played last year. I mean Kamara just still put up big numbers, but I just yeah, that's what, yeah didn't I mean, feel that comfortable. I feel I feel more comfortable with Aaron Jones. You're splitting hairs really between those guys, yeah. but Aaron Jones certainly has more stability. Everything's the same as it was last year. Uh, he's still young. Uh, it's a toss up between those two guys, but I think Aaron Jones is the one that is into the more stable situation there. Um, could go either way. I, I, like I don't think he's going to have the spikes like Kamara has. You know, I mean, Kamara had no, but he won't, game, five touchdown game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Aaron Jones had three touchdown games before. I think he's a good yeah, touchdown. I mean, he's scorer. had those spikes too, but it's just, it's not as, you know, because he doesn't quite catch the ball as much as Kamara. Yeah. But he yeah. might do that more now with Jamal Williams gone because he's certainly going to be, I would think, more involved in, in the passing game than A.J. Dillon would be. Um, although A.J. Dillon is a little bit quicker for a big guy than he gets credit for but still 
uh, Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's a good pick there at four. I don't. It's splitting hairs. Yeah. Next, we had the first receiver pick. Uh, Devontae Adams was the first off the board uh, receiver uh, there at at, uh, at five. Yeah, which is no, pretty I mean, high. Seen him and Hill. I mean, those are the two top though. guys that have been going all, all year. So yeah. Um, LJ went with with Devontae. I mean, target monster. I mean, he's going to be getting his. 10 catches a game, I'm sure. So, uh, yep. yeah, not Aaron Rodgers is back. He hardly throws it to anyone else. Yeah. I mean, and this may be their last year together. They most be probably they will both be. Both could be gone by yep. by next year. So, and then who knows where he, either one of them will end up. But, uh, first receiver off the board at five. And then we go to six, uh, uh Kevin Hawkins team. He seems to always have Derrick Henry for some reason. Uh, yeah, I think he I, does. He's had him several years in a row now, I think. I think when Derrick Henry came into the league, I was all over him for the first three years of his career. Like I would, I was drafting him like this dude's a monster. And then finally I, I jumped off the train cause I, I couldn't invest anymore. Cause I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the hell's going to happen there anymore. And then he became, and it seems like the last couple of years since Kevin's had him, he's just gone bonkers and, yeah. and running all over everybody. And he finally got the inner beast mode released and, or, or you know, they finally actually started giving the ball more. You know, I mean, that's more right. The answer, basically. But. Yeah. But he has just racked up so many touches over the last several years. It's, yeah. And it's, <laughs> he's getting older too. And these, these running backs, man, they're, it's, they're so volatile. It's such not a, it's, he should position. still have, it should still be a solid. I, I think, you know, can't really argue too much with the Derrick Henry pick. Obviously he's been a monster. Um, I I probably would have gone Camara, and that's why I think uh, Biggie Smalls Wallace got a good – ended up getting a good – things fell kind of in his favor here, getting Camara there in the seventh spot. Yeah, he, um, I mean, he I got the steal really the you, you got That really set you up. Uh, we'll talk about this more, but I think, I mean, that was a perfect scenario there, being at seven where Camara slides to you. Uh, but – you know, we'll, we'll get into the rest of that a little bit, but that pick was, was, was really good there at seven, I think. Yeah. I mean, for my bet, I mean, the, probably the best pick of the first round, you yeah. know, value wise. Um, right. Like he, cause he, he could have went at four easily. And in most drafts, he's going at three. So to, to have him slide down to you at seven is, is. Couldn't really hope you know, for anything better than that like, once you get you know? in the seven spot. Yeah. For sure. And I, as soon as soon as we had this uh, list set here, as soon as we had the order set, I knew that I was not going to get Tyreek Hill because I knew that Moose was going to take him, and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> of course, he, does. he has him yeah. like every year too. Yeah, I wanted Tyreek <laughs> Hill, but I knew I needed, I needed probably seven or eight to even get him. Uh, so a good pick, obviously. I think great pick here at eight, Tyreek Hill. I would have picked him over Devonte Adams, honestly. He would be my yeah. top receiver. Yeah. He's, I mean, I think he's, his number is going to go, you know, slightly up, I think, because of the, un, you know, who knows what's the number. Well, I guess it would be the number three. And with um, no real number two wide receiver established right now, I mean, ha, I mean, the targets are going to go up for Tyreek Hill. And yeah. he has such huge big play ability. I mean, he can go for 80, 90 on any given play and just a, a true weak winner. Like when you're in the first round, you're, 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 you're drafting, you know, a high 
floor, but you also want somebody that can win you a week. Like these are the yeah. guys that can win you weeks. No you know, like Mahomes. Mahomes can drop a fifty burger at any point in the season and win you a week on his shoulders. Like yeah. And and you know, and he's throwing it to a guy named Tyreek Hill. So and he can do the same thing for you. Yeah. Uh he's gonna get as much work as he can handle. And so to me, if Tyreek Hill stays healthy, it's a automatic smash. Um Next at nine, Austin Eckler. Um, I haven't been in much on him, uh, and already he's got a hamstring problem. Um, it could be a great pick, but I just have not really been in on him. And he went right about here. This is kind of where you would expect. Um, I, I just haven't been in on Eckler really at all. Yeah, he um, has, like, soared up. Like, he was – because I was kind of being interested in him in, in the mid-second round. But a couple weeks leading up into the draft, uh, he just started flying up the board into the first round, at the back end of the first round. And I think he is worth that if he can stay healthy all year. Yeah. But there's, and like you said, he's already hurt now. I mean, we ain't even played a game yet, and yeah. he's already on the injury report. And that's not a good sign for a guy who missed a lot of games last year. Yeah, with the hamstring issue. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're already getting red flags. And uh, that's why I think I was more into him in the second round. Yeah. If I already had – I mean, if else. I was going to go running back, running back or something like right. that, then I would feel right. – like that would be a huge smash at my RB2. I mean, if he yeah. does stay healthy all year. But that's right. a huge, huge risk. I mean, I think yeah. I would have – you know, I would have took the next pick over him. You know, I would have went Jonathan Taylor um, over him, but – or some he's other guys, a, but he is a guy that if he's on, if he's playing, he does have that, uh, that weak winning type of potential because he does catch the ball, but, um, you know, so it could go either way. He's got a long, he's got a wide range. I think, um, he, but he is one of those guys that, could, that has those spike weeks. Um, and so then me came to me at 10. Um, I could have went digs here. I was thinking about that, but I just felt like, um, I was going to get a, a good wide receiver one that come up back around to me. So this one for me really came down to between Taylor and Zeke. And I just felt like Taylor was the guy. I just went with the younger guy. I thought that was the way to go. Uh, I felt like his chances of, you know, continuing to get better uh, was better than Zeke's chance of bouncing back. But I, I do think I did think going into the year that Zeke would back, bounce back. He didn't have a good Thursday night, um, but that that was my thinking on why I went Taylor there over over Zeke. Yeah, everybody was like, everybody's uh, like you were think Zeke's gonna bounce back, um, but I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, it didn't look I good. Think didn't look he good. did not look good, and and with Dak back, I know that's gonna improve the offense and everything. But as we've seen on Thursday Night Football, Dallas wants to throw the fo- throw the football, and they want to throw it a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and Zeke well, doesn't really. I mean, proved to be in part of that and and with the emergence of tony pollard that takes more away from from zeke yeah i mean they they look good i thought dallas looked good uh they they look really good like surprisingly and, good and like the they thing went about that is, with yeah with, with the super bowl, the super bowl champs who yeah. brought everybody back right they no they look good that game. I, if they yeah, managed thought... the end of that game a little bit better and yeah. and this is why you don't play for field goals you play for touchdowns man yeah. You don't let you don't leave a minute on the clock to, for Tom Brady. Like, come on! Like, 
how many times have we seen that episode? Like, you got to do something different there. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Let's. Uh, well, I think I think the thing about that is, you know, with Zeke is that Dallas looked so good, and he was not a part of that at all. Uh, now, you know, people are like, oh, why are you paying him so much? And maybe they do try and get him more involved going forward. Uh, but when Pollard touched the ball, it was more effective. Um, so that was, it was a rough opening night for Zeke. Uh, I yeah, think. and then when they had the ball down at the goal line and, that, uh, and um, Dallas did that little sprint option, like Zeke couldn't even break one tackle to get in the end zone. Right. Like, bro, like, come on. Like, yeah, I always I mean, say I was that. Glad it, because it, it, I was going up against Zeke this week, but. And and because uh, uh, Cole has Zeke, but man, you got it. You're the one of the top running backs in the league. You got to you got to get in there. Like I don't yeah. know what else to tell you there. I say that all the time. The guy, the, the guys that separate themselves are the ones that can break that first tackle, uh, and and you know, and either in that case get, score a touchdown or or, or get extra yards. Um, and yeah, he didn't he didn't do any of that uh, in the opener. But Zeke did go at eleven there, uh, which is a, is a value pick. He's been going a little bit higher than that. He has slipped a little bit. Um, yeah, he's been going pretty much mid first round in almost all the other drafts that we've done. So, I mean, value, good pick. I mean, but just it'll have to pan out still. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I went with Taylor over him, but Kelsey at 12, I, I think that's a pretty good spot there too. Uh, for Kelsey, uh, I, I am a little, I, I've been wanting to get, Tyreek Hill on more of my teams. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, obviously I'm a Chiefs fan. I hope he has a great year, but I don't know. I just coming off that monstrous year. I'm sure he has another thousand yards. I just haven't been willing to to take him where he's going. But 12 is pretty good. Uh, he's been going as high as six in, in some some drafts that I've seen. So yeah, yeah. I just uh, I would love to have him on my team as well. Obviously, because um, you. Tight end position this year is the top three with an unknown pits at four. Um, but it, you got to have one of those guys, I believe, this year. I mean, or you're, I mean, you're just playing roulette at tight end every week. I mean, every year there's a guy who kind of creeps up there out of nowhere, but I didn't really see it this year. Well, I thought it was going to be Irv Smith, but he's gone for a while now. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, it's it's a strategy. I mean, it's one way to go, and we'll we'll talk about some uh, some of the other team strategies at the end of this uh, show here. But uh, that's one way to go in the in um, in the first round. There, I mean, like, so that's how the yeah, that's how the first round went. Um, really, it, it was after the Mahomes pick. Everything was pretty chalky, uh, but you know, it did it did set up. Um, the teams here, which we'll get into that more. Uh, but so let's, let's then talk about uh, the, your favorite pick here in the draft uh, anywhere. Uh, so that, you know, we got the first round, so you kind of got how those teams are set up, but um, we're going to do favorite picks here. And we actually, we already talked about mine a little bit, but my, my favorite pick I, I have, I, I put mine as Camara there at seven. I just think that's a massive, steal at seven and set and i don't i'm not a huge fan of the build from there but that was my pick of the whole draft <laughs> when you talk about getting set up to to build your team out um i would have gone a totally different direction from there than what wallace did but that was my I, I when i was looking and looking last night um you know 
trying to figure out which one. And it, your pick is, I think, uh, you know, a massive steal as well. So I wanted to, I wanted to find something else. And I think Camara uh, at seven in the first round is an, a, a massive steal. Yeah, that's a good start for Wallace. You know, it, getting him at seven, and then um, I'm I'm okay with the second round pick, but then after that, it kind of gets uh, too too heavy at running back, which we'll discuss that later. But uh, my favorite pick of this entire draft is none other than Antonio Brown. I mean, massive steal, yeah, unreal. Still, as we've seen on Thursday Night Football, and Moose has done it again, folks. This guy just. He's, he's got to have Antonio Brown on his team too every year. I think and, so, probably. Yeah. He's, <laughs> there's just, I mean, and, there, and there's guys that I could probably find that I'm always on my team. You know, we we fall in love with these players, and we got to have them on our team for one reason or another, whether they're Chiefs players or guys like Antonio Brown or other guys who have maybe won you a league in the past, and you're just like you, you feel like that connection with them. Like I got to have you on my team again, man. Let's let's work some more magic. Remember that time three years ago we won that? Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah, get it. Let's yeah. try it again, you know? Yeah. But to get Antonio Brown at 89 in the eighth round is, I think, going to be the absolute league winner. Like, he's going to be a league winner this year, it, you know, because he still can play at a very high level. Yeah. He still gets open. He still makes good catches. I mean, he is just – and he's with his best – one of his best friends now, Tom Brady. And Yeah, you know Brady's throwing to him. I, I've been saying – I've been – in on Antonio Brown, and I probably should have gone with him there. Uh, this the, is going to be one of my regrets this year. I think is is not getting more. I, I took I took Chenault as my fifth wide receiver, uh, which uh, you know I I, I like that pick. Uh, I do think that he is going to improve from last year, and he was solid last year. But um, yeah, I probably should have gone Antonio Brown there. Looking at it now, uh, I I think that. Uh, the, the guys to have in Tampa are Godwin and Antonio Brown. I think we'll both outscore Mike Evans this year. And Moose has both those guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He got the two guys everybody wants and avoided Mike Evans, which his receivers you know, clearly... are ridiculous. His receivers are ridiculous. I think yeah, he's got he's the best already, receivers in the league. Off a of third, off of one game this season, he's already over a hundred points with his players. Yeah. Between Dak uh, CD and then the two receivers you just said, like, just what an insane Thursday night football game for him. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are our favorite picks: Camara, Antonio Brown, both great picks. What about picks that you didn't like? Yeah. So my pick is kind of going into what we've already kind of harped on a little bit, and I know we're kind of picking on Wallace here a little bit, but uh, Kenny Galladay is my pick of this draft that it is my I don't like um like I said Wallace started out with four running backs to start this draft and then um he takes Kenny Galladay to be his anchor for his wide receiver core that's his wide receiver one yep yeah um I think he waited a little bit too long I know this I know that the middle of this draft was really deep with receivers but I think he waited two rounds too long I mean I know he's he's deep at running back I mean He's got four running backs on his roster, but uh, man, I, I just I that's that's a little bit rough. I mean, Kenny Galladay, when played, was a pretty good receiver, but new team already hurt, injury concerns already from last year into this year. Um, man, that's I think that he's going to be begging for trades come week two or three. 
So yeah, I uh, I agree. I think I would. I think I would go a little bit different. I don't hate the Kenny Galladay pick so much as I do. I think uh, I think I like like Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders. Two of those three next three running backs, I think, or at least one of them should have would should have been a receiver uh, with the way that ended up. And if Galladay is your two. Um, but he ended up, uh, really heavy at running back there. Um, and so that's the, the way I would look at it is that the Galladay pick is, you know, I'm not a huge fan. Um, but I think he could have been the two there maybe, or the three. And then that's, that's. Yeah, I think so. I'm just going back and looking at the draft board, looking at the, looking at the draft board here. He took Swift in the fourth. And after that, Adam Thielen goes Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Deontay yeah. Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Robbie Anderson, all those guys went before, uh, you know, or, or right after DeAndre Swift, yeah. which I, I get the DeAndre Swift pick, but man, you, you got to, you got to get a receiver there when you already have Kamara, Gibson, Sanders. Yeah. Like we play a double flex league. Yeah. And, but with having no receivers at that time, you got to get one of those guys. I think the receivers just, the, it, to me, and and you know, I, I say this was this is this will be the third year where this league has a double flex, and there's no points for for uh, rushes. So it's a it's a straight up PPR, uh, and the receivers just have, uh, and then when they do score touchdowns, they spike too. Um, I just think that my mistake for the past few years has been not having enough receivers. I think in a league like this, you've got to have receivers and the running backs, it can work out, but uh, it's, you got, you get, you get such more, you, you got to get some receivers to give yourself a little stability. Uh, and you still got that spike potential too. I just think my, my approach this year definitely shifted toward stacking up with receivers uh, and smalls went the total uh, opposite direction with his team here on that. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can start five wide receivers on this mm-hmm. roster and yep. to be able to be deep there and, and have, you know, your fifth receiver still be, uh, you know, a, a wide receiver three, you know, in, in that realm and, and be way more than the guys picking up scraps to, to try to throw in their second flex or their, or their other flex, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we have learned and that how we have adjusted our draft strategy to, to do that and, and to draft more receivers because we have come to find out that wide receivers, you know, kind of run this league if, if you can be deep with them. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to need, you know, running backs. Uh, but honestly, the, with the turnover there, that was my whole approach was I was going to play five wide receivers and then you limit your exposure to those high variance guys uh, that, you know, yeah, they score 20 points, but then they'll have another, they'll have a week where they get, you know, you might have 12 rushes for 50 yards and two catches for eight. And then you've got a guy that scored seven, eight points, you know? So it's like, ooh, that's, you know, gross. Uh, but uh, with those top receivers, those guys are consistently scoring 12 uh, and then they'll spike into the mid twenties. Uh, it just gives you a lot to me. That's what I've learned is that uh, it gives you a higher floor while not yeah. taking away and, and- your upside. And, and it's all predicated on having a, a, a rock at a running back position. At least yeah. one of your running back positions is locked and loaded. Right. You know, and 
and having a top guy like uh, Aaron Jones or Jonathan Taylor, we feel comfortable with kind of rolling the dice at our RB2 and, you know, shuffling guys there because you're shuffling guys at one position rather than worrying about, you know, you're, you got three wide receivers two flex and spots, two flexes. Yeah. So you, we feel more comfortable with the receivers that we have than, you know, trying to put in running backs into the flex, you know. So um, definitely a, a change in, in our strategy there. But anyway, um, yeah, back to the back to the dislike picks. You had Kenny Galladay. Um, mine, uh, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to pile on there. Uh, mine probably would have been one of those running back picks in there, but uh, there, had, there was another team that went really running back heavy. Um, uh, McLaurin, new guy, Jason Hayes. Um, he went with, so I'm going to go, I, I, my, my pick here is Mike Davis is the one that I, 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 I'm not a fan of. Um, I haven't already had Eckler, Barkley, Carson, uh, three really good running backs. Uh, and you could go, you could say Gus Edwards, but that's a, he had, he had Gus Edwards next in the, one, two, three, four, and the sixth round, which is a solid, that's a decent pick. I think I, I you know, going in, we didn't know he was going to get hurt. Um, so I, I, I'm not a, I'm not too down on that pick there. Obviously it didn't work out, but Mike Davis to me, that's, that would be my pick. Um, Cause after that, you know, going this way, it's the same situation as Kenny Galladay. You could have had, um, you know, several other different receivers there. Uh, let me see if I can pull. Well, T. Higgins went right after that. I mean, to you, you drafted T. Higgins, so yeah, um, T. Higgins. Um, I so, think I would rather have T. Higgins on my team than Mike Davis with the yeah, his yeah here we go right there. Higgins, uh, OBJ, which I'm not a huge fan of, but then Jerry Judy went. Chase Claypool, Juju has a decent floor. Tyler Boyd, I think, does as well. Um, Devonte Smith, Will Fuller, several guys in there that I think would have been a better fit here at this point. Uh, haven't already, you've got, you know, you got three great running backs already. Uh, so Mike Davis there, I don't think you, you needed him on that team. Uh, I would have gone receiver. So that was the one that I, I had, uh, as my, as my pick that I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, so those are our favorite picks, our dislike picks. Now we're going to get into, uh, our favorite team and a team that we don't like. So I'll kick it off here with my favorite team, and we're just going to – I know we just said we didn't really like what he just did there, but uh, McLaurin, new guy, I do really like his team. Like my only downside is what he just did there. And, and I mean, he does have Terry McLaurin at receiver, but to be able to roll out Eckler, Barkley, if Barkley can – I mean, he's taking kind of risk there yeah. with those two guys. But to have a rock, they got a lot of upside, though. They got a ton of potential there at your two running back spots. That's yeah. I mean, if he can roll out, I think if he could, if he just could get one more legit wide receiver in there, yep. Um, and and maybe that's going to be Michael Thomas. He's got Michael Thomas on the IR. If Michael Thomas comes back and and do something, yeah, that's that's a that's that's he does have Hurts at quarterback, which we both like. Yep. And my other like, I was really kind of deciding between him and Chris Cole. I really like Chris Cole's team too. Chris Cole probably has the best wide receivers in the league, like the way it's set up. Oh, well, maybe other than Moose, but um, I really like at least his first three wide receivers, like Diggs, Lockett, and Woods. That, that's that's a that's a pretty healthy combo wide receiver. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I do think both those teams ended up, you know, with being pretty solid. The pick, the, the team that I have, uh, besides myself, which I didn't mention this <laughs> earlier, 
uh, uh, when we were talking about our favorite picks, I, I one of my favorite picks on my team uh, that I have to talk about is Kyle Pitts. I ended up getting him in the sixth round. I wasn't planning on getting him, um, but I think that was another one of those steals that I could end up working out well. Uh, anyway, uh, that was, I wanted to mention that earlier. I forgot about that, but anyway, <laughs> my, my favorite team, I had LJ, uh, as my favorite team besides myself, obviously, I think Moose is just ridiculous. To me, Moose has the best receivers top to bottom. We talked about Antonio Brown as his wide receiver five. His receivers are ridiculous. Uh, but the running backs are not very good um he doesn't really have that anchor he really needs he's got Mostert and Williams I think Mostert is a good early season guy um but Trey Sermon um we have every you know reason to think that he's gonna get more and more involved that's you tip the typical path that the rookie running backs take I think Sermon is a talented player um I like Javante Williams as the RB2 for for Moose but when I when I look when I compare those uh to Najee Harris uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Jamal Williams, but he has since added Tyson Williams, which gives him, uh, you know, gives LJ another really solid running back. So that's my, my, my team. Uh, I had LJ in there, his receivers, Adams, Jefferson, Cooper, Judy, Devonte Smith, uh, really good. I, I, those are right up there. Uh, I think with, with the other teams that have, you know, wide receiver heavy. Um, but that, that's who I, I, I think is his team's really good there. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the tight end with Tanyan, uh, but everywhere else, uh, pretty solid, pretty solid. Yeah. He'll be playing the, I think the tight end roulette game all year with, with that. But uh, man, this between those four teams and obviously our two teams, I think, this is going to be, I mean, to be able to, Moose's red receivers are just ridiculous. Like, they're, uh, yeah. Tyreek Hill, DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, CD Lamb, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Like, that's insane. <laughs> and he doesn't have anything. I mean, maybe most of can hang for a little while and, and carry him, get him off to a good start. You know, maybe get us off to a five and one or six and one or something crazy like that. And then who knows? Injuries happen. The, the, the roster changed from week one to week six to week seven. So bad. So, yeah. He's got um, AJ Dillon, so he needs uh he needs your guy to <laughs> don't put that on me. Oh <laughs> uh, seems like I always find the guy who gets hurt in the first round, so it's probably I'm pretty good at that going. myself. I'm pretty yeah. good at that myself. <laughs> I had that last year, Chris McCaffrey, number one. He played two yep. games. Yep. Brutal. We seem to we seem to find those guys more than the the, <laughs> the jewels in the night. Yeah. Okay, so those so, are our two favorite teams there. Um, <clears throat> let's get into the flip side of that and uh, the teams that we don't like. Um, my team that I don't like is Kevin Hawkins. He was uh, kind of on the bitter end of uh, the auto draft, if you will. Um, I think he was probably traveling at the time of the draft. Um, and he got – J.K. Dobbins on auto pick. The old um, auto draft. Yeah, we were uh, we did a virtual draft this year for the first time ever um, because of certain situations. I mean, people are scattered, you know, and it's hard to get everybody in one spot now um, to do a live in person draft. Um, we did it last year, and it was kind of uh, uh, had some hitches. I will say, um, 
So I decided this year to do the virtual draft and everybody can just draft from home or come. I had some people come over as you guys know, but uh, um, my other problem with Hawkins team is having five Tampa Bay bucks on his roster. Um, that's a little excessive if you ask me. Um, but uh, in weeks like last week or in Thursday night football, it, it worked out, but he just didn't have the right guys. I mean, I think yeah. who do you leave? He left somebody on the bench, didn't he? Probably Gronkowski. I'm looking at the board he here, and he took Gasecki over Gronkowski. So if he started Gasecki over Gronkowski, that that hurts. Yeah, I think he did have Gronk, Gronk. on the bench. Oh, what the hell is his team name? Yeah, but uh, J.K. Dobbins. That's brutal. They should get that stuff updated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a starter. Un- that's killer. But unfortunate because you know, that was like what fifth or sixth round pick, wasn't it? I think he slid for a Six. while because Six. Yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah, he did slide for a while. And he has Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. I mean, he does have Tom Brady at quarterback, which seems to never age. So, yeah, um, man, I think Dang, he's gonna have Ronald to Jones ended up with negative. Ouch. See, so, yeah, oh, yeah, can't trust running backs playing for Bruce Arians. Yikes. No. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be the guy there. So, I mean, he does have himself covered if one or the other get injured or just take take off and run. I think Arians will ride the hot hands, you know. But there's going to be games where Ronald Jones, I think, can take over, as we've seen last year, where he's going to be more of the rusher. And, and in those games, he could run for 100 yards and a touchdown or two. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just too – too heavy on one team. The auto pick killed him. Um, I'm not in love with Henry. Yeah, so that's that's a team I don't like. That's probably if I had to rank, he would be 12. Yeah, Dobbins is a, that's a starter at that point still. That hurts, but you know, yeah. that long way to go still. Uh, I, I'm going to go with we've we've already been talking about this, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pick on Wallace. I'm not a fan of this team. Uh, we've already talked about how my approach has shifted more towards the receivers. And uh, he went more running back heavy than anyone, even though there were a couple. Uh, McLaurin was pretty running back heavy, but uh, he's the only one that went running back, running back, running back, running back. Uh, and then <laughs> did you stutter or did you just say that four times? <laughs> that's four running backs in a row. Uh, and it just, there's guys there with potential. Uh, I like Jalen Waddle. Unfortunately, he had Gallup around earlier. He's already out for a while. Rieger, I think is a, is a sneaky guy. Uh, I think there's lots of guys out there in Philly that have a chance to, to actually lead them in receiving. And Rieger to me is one of those guys has just as good a chance as, um, uh, as any of them, including Devonte Smith, but uh, so there's guys there with potential, but are they going to smash up to, you know, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins type of a level, DK Metcalf, even that level? Ugh, I don't think so. That's that's a long way to go, and you need a you need a you know a top top guy, uh, it, and yeah, that's that's where yeah, I mean, if, I if he can that. somehow keep those four running backs and. Uh... I mean, one of these guys emerges or he makes a trade somehow or does something or Mac. I mean, Mark Andrews could go bonkers this year um, with really Baltimore running out of options to hand the ball off to. I mean, I think I may call them to see if I can get a job. Yeah, <laughs> They need running backs. Yeah. I'll, 
I've never played running back, but hell, maybe. Well, Although it, it might be, it might be dangerous. Apparently, everyone tears their ACL out there. <clears throat> I mean, if they want to pay me a million dollars, I'll go gladly tear my ACL. Yeah, free medical care too. <laughs> if you're on the team. Yeah. But yeah, that, that 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 was that's my pick. Uh, for yeah, that I'm not. A, I wasn't a big fan of the four running backs in a row. So that's that's my pick there. Yeah. All right, we'll do a slight recap here. Um, our favorite picks, mine was Antonio Brown. Dan had Alvin Kamara. The picks that we did not like, um, I had Kenny Galladay. Dan had Mike Davis. Um, our favorite teams here, I had McLaurin, the new guy, Jason Hayes' team. Dan has LJ. Um, the teams that we don't like, we just talked about Hawkins, and Dan had Chris Wallace. Um, so now before we end the show here, um, we're going to talk about – Little, I mean, we've kind of already talked about a little bit. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the the strategies of, of every team here. Well, not every team, of a couple teams here. And uh, like I said, Biggie Smalls and McLaurin went heavy with the running back position. Um, while other guys like Moose, LJ, Hawkins, uh, Dan and Cole went heavy with the wide receivers. And um, Yeah, when I was looking at that um... – you know, you're looking at the first four picks, you know, the first four picks, those were the teams really, I thought that kind of went receiver heavy. And then everyone else was balanced in one way or another, either with, uh, you know, a top quarterback or a top tight end. Um, but there were a few teams that were really heavy at one spot or the other, uh, pretty balanced. I thought, um, as far as at least if they didn't have elite running backs or receivers, um, there was a team that had an elite tight end or an elite quarterback or both, uh, in Mickey's case, well, having Mahomes and Darren Waller. Uh, so, uh, there, there were a mix of strategies in here. Um, Moose ended up being the heaviest at receiver taking four in a row there. Um, and I think you, I think you can see, we'll see shakes out. Uh, you can already see how, he doesn't even need very much from his running backs now. Uh, after, no, he's not. I mean, and, what and his team's what, done, I mean, and that's what I'm saying with the receivers is that. Uh, <laughs> just get in. He needs up, like eight to ten of his running backs, and he's going to be yep. fine. Yep. I mean, because there's only, I mean, you could have obviously more running backs, but with, I think just with the shift of having three wide receivers, other in than the two, two flex spots, and yeah. without scoring anything for touches, uh, you know, for carries. It's it sets the receivers up so much better um, because you have to dig deeper. You have to dig deeper, and the lower you go at running back, the less points are scored. Whereas the receiver is always a lot deeper on guys that are scoring uh, double digit points a game. Um, and and me and you kind of had a similar strategy because I mean we we've talked about it all off season and everything, and with um, kind of going so waiting so long for our RB2. I mean, you drafted your RB2 in the, what is it here, eighth round? Yeah. yeah eighth I got round. Daryl Henderson, and I'm like, all right, starter, let's go. Yeah. And I mean, I know Sony Michelle, that's fine, but we're, you're talking about, okay, Mostert, he went three rounds ahead. He's in a timeshare, too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these guys are. Uh, so, yeah, I'm rolling the dice a little bit at, at RB2, but Oh well, my receivers are pretty stacked up. And I think that's that's the shift that we have made is is the rounds um 
essentially, I guess, four through eight being more wide receiver heavy. And that was mm-hmm. really the, 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 I don't know how to say the cream of the crop, but that's the, the hot zone for these receivers. These are these wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes. And mm-hmm. we wanted to gobble up more of those guys so that we could have more wide receivers in our starting lineup. Yeah. And then, yeah, and that not, was not taking not so running backs. To take chances at, at running back, you know, because taking running backs later and just taking darts more or less and hurt already. It, you know, running backs get hurt all over the place. Um, you know, you're going to be throwing out free agent budget at running backs. Um, but, you know, you've got to, if you've got a core of receivers, heck, you can end up like LJ already has, adding a guy who now is a starter. I mean, Tyson Williams got a chance to run for a thousand yards and he didn't even get drafted. Yeah. And, and you already <laughs> was receiver heavy. I mean, bang. He's, he's, he's looking strong going in. Yeah. That was, uh, and, I mean, yeah, you you could lose a receiver here or there, but we there's so many of these guys in the middle there, or so many guys you just step up and take that role that it's I think it's just what has killed us is an investment uh-huh. draft pick there on a running back or maybe a guy with yeah. potential. That's another yeah. thing that I did. I took guys I mean I did take I did take Jamar Chase. I mean, that was my one risky pick, I guess. I mean, but he could smash. I mean, I I mean it's in a pass heavy league i mean mm-hmm. then the Bengals are one we'll of the pass teams in football. yeah they're gonna be terrible so they're gonna be down a lot i mean and with the chemistry that him and joe already have who knows i i wanted to, i guess i kind of just wanted to take the risk there and and with already having al robinson cooper cup and me planning on taking more wide receivers later on um i kind of wanted to take that chance there and if it works out it works out if it doesn't I mean, Chase Claypool is going to be my wide receiver three or Mike Williams or Michael Pittman, you know. So um, I felt comfortable enough to take that risk. Yeah. Um, still ended up there with um, solid receivers. Your team's pretty balanced, I think. Having Kittle there uh, gives you a nice anchor at tight end. Um, you know, I've got, I've got potential more at tight end. I think that's why I, I ended up going – tight end early once we were into the to the backup picks there uh i also took noah fant um i think if you you know my whole strategy going in was if i didn't get one of those top tight ends which it would have had to been in round three uh, as the only time i would have started doing that i was gonna wait a little while but i wasn't going to you know pits slip down there to six and at that point i knew i was going to take him there because i thought I already had a really good core of receivers, Ridley, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, T. Higgins. Um, and then to give me some upside at, at even having Calvin Ridley, I think uh, there's plenty opportunity there for Pitts. Um, but I did I did hedge on that a little bit, hopefully, with Noah Fant. As long as he can stay healthy, he should be decent. Uh, but, yeah, I was, I've, I've been – one of the first teams to take a backup tight end in a lot of these drafts, uh, which is not something I have done in the past either. Yeah. I mean, even with Ridley and Pitts, I mean, I mean, Atlanta had Julio and Ridley and they both were, were very good and all reports. I mean, Kyle Pitts went fourth overall in the, in the draft. I mean, they, they, this guy better be good, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, right. They're going to, I mean, they don't draft him fourth overall to, to not throw him the ball or not get the ball in his hands. It, it's somehow. And even if he lines up at wide receiver, you know, half the time or whatever, I mean, 
he's not going to be in there to block either. So he's going to be in there to catch the ball. I mean, to, and to get him in the sixth round is probably the, about as deep as it goes as, as, as he's been drafted this year. I mean, yeah, in another league, I took him and Kittle. So um, just to play, just to take him away from other teams and to have him as my flex. So, Right. Yeah, you can always play them in the flex, especially in a league with that's one of the reasons I've been doing that. You can play these guys in the flex and then especially in a league where there's two flexes, you know, it's not bad to have a, an extra tight end uh, that might end up starting for you. Yeah, I mean, there may, there may be a week this year where you're starting Pitts and Fant, you know, I mean, and however you want to track right. it up, you know, one in the tight end and one in the flex. I mean, there's there's a chance with bye weeks and this and that and matchups that you could be starting both of them because Noah Fant has huge upside as well yeah so that's uh that's pretty much how it shakes out i think uh moose is off to a great start nothing new there uh <laughs> i'm sure he's gonna be in the playoffs and uh he's yeah yeah i mean he's already at 100 and he still has great start. tyreek and hopkins i mean just he could put up the highest number of the year right here. I mean, he's off yeah. to a great start to win week, week one of the <laughs> of the payout there. Yep, the weekly weekly top score. Yeah. Huh. All right. All right. Well, the, that is that our draft recap show. Um, we will, uh, if you guys like it, we'll maybe do a weekly recap of the matchups. Um, we are also going to do um, an uh, NFL fantasy week one primer type of show uh, right after we get done with this one we're going to do kind of our how we break it down our must starts the good options the dart throws and the fades how we usually do it because there's guys that you're going to start every week no matter what so no need to worry about those guys but me and dan are going to do some uh, some of that in in the next show here that we're going to do um but that is our draft recap show for the 2021 arrowhead league so with that Um, Thanks for listening, boys. Yes, sir.